Hi, everyone. You're listening to Here Come the Moms, only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich. And I'm Sharon Naylor. And you're in for a really great show today because Sharon and I are ready to talk about the M word. What word? What do you think that is? Something that's all been on our minds, another M word. For I mean, we just can't get it out of our minds. It's all about money. And what can we do to help you, you know, think about how to plan your wedding in these tough times, but to, to in essence, have just a great wedding experience. Right, Sharon? Right. It's a lot of uh, brides, grooms, and their families are terrified right now. We just recently passed um, the holidays and Valentine's Day and other uh, peak times for people to get engaged. So we might have first-time listeners joining us here um, wondering what they can do to rescue their weddings from the tough news in the economy where people might be losing their jobs, their savings are dwindling, the IRAs are down. How do you plan a beautiful wedding when you know that the average is over $20,000 and nobody has that kind of money? So we're here to give you some actual fixes and some mindset fixes. They're going to make you feel better and you're going to get back to enjoying planning your wedding. And the thing is, is regardless who's paying, because it's happening to all generations, with regard to money. So at what's going on in our economy and how we're budgeting, because we're talking about if your parents were going to help pay the wedding, they're being affected. Their portfolios were affected. Their savings were affected. Their jobs are affected. A lot of our parents, you know, brides and grooms parents are still working and are, and are losing jobs. The same thing with you and your spouse to be. Right. You know, there are a lot of things happening, whether you're working part-time or full-time or have been with the company for many years. I mean, it is unbelievable. Brings up a good point in the sense of, okay, let's say bride and groom have decided that they're going to pay for the wedding on their own and then their parents are going to contribute certain amounts. Well, then at some point, say the groom's parents lose their jobs. So there's a lot of guilt that the bride and groom might feel in terms of, oh my gosh, you know, my parents still feel like they have to keep their promises. We've put down our deposits. They want to make sure they can still pay for these things. They're feeling bad. We're feeling bad. How can we make them spend this kind of money? Why don't we just elope? And it turns into a giant mess because nobody really knows what their financial position is going to be in a couple of months. So how do you make a commitment to pay $5,000 for flowers when you don't know if you're going to have it? So there is a lot of um, dynamic between the bride and groom and both sets of parents, if they have been invited to participate in planning and paying, which is the majority of couples now, um, where you come right out and say, hey, look, we know this is tough financial times for everybody. We want to plan a wedding where everybody's comfortable with what they're with." what they're contributing. We understand if anybody's position changes, we'll adjust. So no one needs to feel bad about what they cannot give, what they can give, whatever changes happen in the year or so until the wedding happens. So you open up the door to flexibility and you relieve your parents' stress about what they can and can't give. Um, it might seem counterintuitive when you have to make plans, create a budget, book vendors, but it's really, really important when you have parents helping to contribute that you give them the sense of, we love you, not just your wallet. And that's very, very important right now. Money has always been an issue in good times and in bad. I mean, always, okay, because you can't have a wedding without some money. 
no matter how much you're going to spend. But interestingly enough, okay, I think this, in a way, I've kind of looked at this, our bad times as being good times, because I think we reevaluate how we're going to spend money, and we're going to be smarter consumers and smarter planners, because I find that today, you know, where that bigger is not always better. Right. Okay. And also that, that when you plan a wedding, it's not only about spending the, the most money you can spend. I think in essence, we become, we should be so much more value conscious of how we can address the, the budget at large. Right. Here's the strange thing about what's going on right now is that brides and grooms may be feeling a lot of pressure to have the 300 person wedding with the full giant cocktail hour with the caviar and the lobster. But you know what? Guests are turned off by the overly um, overly done wedding. The, you know, the, the super exorbitant wedding leaves a bad taste. Even in starting mouths. with the invitation. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. Even starting with the invitation, the people that, that had to spend, you know, so much money, you could tell the difference with certain papers and, 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 and it looks, you know, the bigger the invitation, the, the, the more um, parts to the invitation, you know, it almost start, sets the stage by saying this is going to be extra fancy. Right. And that, along with what, what, what the guests experience when they walk in, um, really, you, it's surprising to brides and grooms and parents who think, oh, I'm planning this exorbitant day. You know, it's going to be wonderful. Guests look at this, you know, display of waste of the food, the cocktail party. There's food everywhere. Then the, what they're thinking is, how could they do this now? How could they make their parents spend so much money? How could, you know, this doesn't make sense. And which kinds of weddings are being admired and enjoyed more now are simple elegance. The smaller, more intimate wedding. It doesn't have to be 10 people. It can be 100 people. It can be 125 people. Um, but when you go for simpler elegance with smaller um, centerpieces and an obvious effort to make things beautiful but not overly done is admired by guests and it is a gift to your entire planning group including yourselves when you give yourself permission to put more meaning into it than money when you have menu elements that call back to your first date um, when the centerpieces are low peonies because those were the first flowers he gave you and they cost about a tenth as much as the the big you know floral arrangements the goal now for planning circles and i think brides and grooms and their parents are getting very happy to hear this is to spend far less and make it more beautiful because it means more so that's what what i have done in my new version of my book um and that's the message we want to give people is don't feel pressured to have the big giant expensive wedding when you can do so much beautifully for less well and also you can be tasteful which is key. And the other thing, and there are so many great ideas. I mean, you know, I mean, you write blogs all the time. And then we have so many other blogs that inspire our, our brides and moms of the brides that are that are checking regularly um, for different color ideas and for some DIY ideas. Mm -hmm. And um, but the other thing is, is that it can, um, you know, that these weddings also you know, they've been going more green. Mm -hmm. So that's another way of being more mindful, okay, of what we're doing. So not having these uh, 
more uh, ornate, right. you know, um, events. But, um, you know, you, you were talking about, there are two books, actually, that um, you, you, this newest book, The Bride Survival Guide, 150 Mistakes You Should Avoid for the Perfect Wedding. You have a whole chapter dedicated to the money issue. And um, even, I mean, it starts off by saying mistakes made with money have a devastating effect on your future financial health. And since money is one of the top causes for fights and relationships, any blunders here can cause arguments with your fiance, resentments among your parents, and high levels of stress that get you snapping at everyone around you. When you pay careful attention to the following mistakes, you'll keep the peace in your most important immediate circle and your wedding will remain all about your marriage, not all about your money. Right. And, you know, and then you go on talking about so, you know, and a lot of the things we're going to continue to talk about. And then you also have your other book, um, which is called A Thousand One Ways to Save Money and Still Have a Dazzling Wedding. So, you know, listen, you know, this is nothing new. Right. But because we're so affected by what's going on out there, mm-hmm. we're so much more aware of, you know, wh- why me? Why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me now that, you know, I don't have the credit that I had, that everything is so expensive, you know? Right. So why don't we tell our listeners, you know, some savvy ways and tips, you know, right. that they can possibly, you know, maybe get some extra discounts or, yeah. you know. I'm going to save the wedding for you right now. The point is we are in tough times and that puts you in a good position because vendors want your business. It's a competitive world out there. Every vendor you go to, and you should spend a lot of time investigating and interviewing and invest your time in finding your vendors, but you can get tremendous discounts just by asking. Just by asking for them. And maybe not necessarily, hey, can we have 50% off on the reception menu? The way you ask is you ask for something to be added on. You ask for an add-on. You know, can we have an extra station? Can we have, you know, the wa- the Belgian waffle bar in the in the dessert hour? Can we have this? Can we have that? Most vendors will say yes because they want to make you happy. So you tell all your friends and then you are a million dollars worth of advertising for them and they're going to book 30, 40 more weddings. So know that you and your parents, if mom and dad or step-parents are helping to plan the wedding, tell them about this. Let them know you have consumer power to ask for some freebies and add-ons. And it doesn't really hurt the vendor because unless you're asking for too much, you know, we always want to make sure that you do just a little bit and don't be rude or aggressive. Um, but you can get a lot more from that kind of thing. Another thing to keep in mind when you are uh, taking taking advantage of these rough financial times is that for the destination wedding idea, there are resorts, you know, not necessarily often an island where you have to fly anywhere, that are offering now these getaway family celebrations packages that are priced so beautifully that you can plan a destination wedding. I just read about one in Vermont where it was like just ridiculously low amount of money where these resorts want to stay in business. They're offering these fabulous packages. Honeymoon resorts on the islands, wherever you need to go, they're throwing in the free honeymoon for your destination wedding. You've never seen more freebies than you see now. So it's all about your mindset. You can get depressed and stressed out. Oh, why me? Why do I have to get married in this horrible time? Maybe I should wait a few years because then the economy will be better. Um, No, get your discounts now. Get your great pricing now. Start looking at, you know, this is going to sound horrible, but... Some couples 
really give in to the stress of the money issue and the getting married issue and people are out of work and they might break up or they might postpone the wedding. Now that means, we, we hate to be vultures, but come on, let's get real. Um, that means that some restaurants, hotels, um, different vendors have cancellations. You say, do you have any cancellations? And it may all come together for you that if you get married in five months instead of a year, uh, it's going to cost you a third as much because you're not unlucky trying to be happy in this difficult time. You're being creative. And there are also more options for do-it-yourself wedding items, um, projects, and crafts that you can put together some of your own items and make it a social event with your bridal party and your parents. Everybody gets together, opens a bottle of wine, makes some project, you know, cooks some stuff. Really, it, it's a great time to be getting married because there are more opportunities than ever. There are great websites. There are great sales on the websites. It's, it's a very good time to plan a budget wedding that is beautiful. Even more beautiful. I'll tell you the truth. If I were to do it all over again, I... It's not about the spending the money. It's like it's like you said earlier. It's being meaningful. It's personalizing your wedding. You know, what is your favorite, whether it be flower, whether it be movie, whether it be beach, you know, whether it be, um, you know, again, it's, it's about a union of two people, that celebration, and you don't have to spend a lot of money, you know. But I do know, you know, I, I know a lot of, very often you and your friends are all getting married around the same time. So there becomes this concept of competition, which I personally think is ridiculous because I think you should do what you like and what you want to do. And who cares what anyone else is doing? You know, um, there's even a copycat effect. I mean, that's happened with certain weddings. But again, I mean, what do you what do you think about that? You know, with this with with friends weddings and how what they're doing? Yeah, there are two prongs to the idea of the competition factor. When it comes to weddings, let's start with uh, the parents. Mom and dad might feel that they have to plan a more expensive, exorbitant wedding so that they can show how well they're doing to their friends and their colleagues who may be invited to the wedding. There is a definite um, bride and groom may be caught between the competition they feel with their friends and the competition that their parents feel with their own siblings and, you know, their egos are involved. See how well we're doing? We can afford to throw our daughter this big wedding. Um, it can be a tough thing for parents to hear the bride and groom say, hey, we want a small, intimate wedding, very, you know, an organic, you know, just beautiful outdoor wedding, very inexpensive, very simple. Then the, the parents may be like, oh my gosh, what am I, what are my bosses and colleagues going to think about this? They're going to think that's all I can afford. So basically, parents... Put that out of your mind because everybody knows that today's weddings are planned according to the values and the relationship of the bride and groom. So don't add fuel to the fire by putting your ego in it and acting like this wedding is a reflection on you. Sorry, it's not. The character of the bride and groom that you raised are the reflection on you. So pay attention to that and pay attention to honoring the steps of their relationship and put your energy into bringing their dreams to life. Now, um, if the bride and groom feel like they're they need to compete with their friends or their siblings, that's a big one. Let's say a sister got married 10 years ago when there was more money to go around. Um, Wait, or what if you have... What if you have two sisters that are getting married and one has more money than the other? Right, exactly. Forget it. And put your... 
put your mindset on the meaning, not the money, in the sense of, you know, I would rather go to a wedding that has just beautiful pictures of the family and a really lush green um, buffet with lots of salads and fresh vegetables and this, rather than the, you know, stereotypical lobster tail, caviar, ice sculpture, you know, nothing wrong with those things, but everybody's seen that. I want to see little cards that say, this is the first meal the groom made for the bride. And it might be like a pasta dish with a great sauce, something that costs 60% you know, of another type of dish. I'm not thinking money. I'm thinking how well does this wedding reflect the bride and groom? So if you can put your creative ideas in there and bring in family history, uh, stories about grandparents love, you know, love stories and how they met and how they married, that makes a wedding really special because it's about the entire circle of family and friends that are there. And it's not a me, me, me wedding where my wedding dream is, you know, caviar and, you know, 14-piece orchestra and things that, like, nobody would think of a 14-piece orchestra when they think of you. You know, they think of particular songs. So think about how the wedding can be personalized instead of um, blown up into this, you know, I'm competing with celebrities kind of feel. And forget about competing. Just make it a sentimental day and you cannot lose. I think you just also have to prioritize what's most important for you when you are budgeting. Mm -hmm. Because I, I definitely, you know, think that it's very important to book professionals. I mean, I, you know, you oh. do read a lot of things. I mean, I, I'd like to dispel some of those things here only because this is our show. Um, you know, I, I don't think that people say, you know, you don't need a videographer or photographer or you don't need, um, uh, uh, those are two biggies actually, you know, which is like ridiculous, you know, um, uh, because quite frankly, I think of all of that is those things become priceless over time because, you know, it's the only documentation you have of your wedding day. And to me, it's it's a day of sight and sounds and, and, and toasts. And, you know, to be able to share that, you know, years from now, I think is an important, you know, thing to consider when you're having a wedding. And I know so many couples that don't even consider that. But there are so many other... Um, the same thing even with event planners, you know, there, there are some whether they, they don't, these things don't have to cost a lot of money, they could save you a lot of money in the long run. And I exactly. think that that's very important to keep in mind. But it is, there are different professionals at all different prices. And like you said, you can't, they, there are negotiations that can be made, you have to ask for it. That is a very, very key advice. Right. Ask for it. Okay, nicely, you can ask for it, either throw in more or ask for it. But you think about because there is there's never been a better time for the art of negotiation but at the same time i also think that i think we're all going to be rethinking our behavior and our patterns of how we spend money from now on because i know i am i know from now on i want the best value and i know that i can do it for less and i may not have thought about it before but i'm not kind of forced to think about it now and i think that's a good thing mm -hmm. again being positive about thinking about, you know what, I can save money. You know, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be out of control. And it doesn't make anything more special. It's like you said, you know, if you're in a room surrounded by photographs, you know, maybe that's it at every table, there is a, a photograph of you, maybe with your guests and or just with each other, someone's getting to know you better. And you, that's what they're going to remember, right? That's uh, what I tell them the, the moms and the brides in my books is 
you could create a budget and get depressed about it, or you could create a budget and turn it into an awesome game in the sense of, um, let's say you put down $500 for invitations. Um, it, if you're working together to find these great you know, invitation websites or different do-it-yourself things, there's a software called Printing Press from mountaincow.com that I love. It's $20 and it allows you to design your programs, your place cards, things like that. But when one of you calls the other and says, I found this great software for $20, you can celebrate because it becomes a game. It becomes you know, something you're sharing as mother and daughter in the sense of we're beating the budget because we're looking and we're asking and we're checking and we're asking questions and we're finding this courage in ourselves to ask these experts to throw in a little something, you know, and, and basically when you turn it into uh, something you have power over, then you find out just how good you are at getting the value and finding ways to save and finding the great website and sharing information. And then it becomes the budget doesn't rule you. You're having fun with it. And that's something that we, we like to you know suggest to moms and brides who are working on the weddings together. Well, you can get so much more bang for your buck. There is no question. And I think the power of the internet, I mean, we are so lucky today mm -hmm. because whether there are, I mean, we know that there are brides on eBay looking for gowns. There are brides that are going to sample sales. There are brides that, there are some terrific um, websites to go to for whether it be, um, you know, gently used gowns. Um, there are gown rentals. Gown rentals. Oh, right now, I think that's a jewelry I can rental. Get my Vera jewelry Wang for hundred dollars. Jewelry rentals. Yeah. Monique Lillier. I mean, all of the, the Carolina Herrera. J jewelry rentals. Gown rentals. Handbag rentals. I mean, do you really? I mean, yes. There are some people that may want to pass along their gown one day. Right. I don't know, but I think it's a wonderful consideration. And mm -hmm. that's all we can tell you is to right. consider certain options. Uh, the same thing, I mean, if you think of all the components, you can save so much money. And the other thing is, you know, and, and there are ways that parents can save money on their expenses too, right? Yeah, let me hop back just a little bit here. You were just talking about um, going on you know, to eBay and consignment shops I love in like the, the ritzier areas of town. People are putting these dresses and shoes and accessories up for almost nothing. Um, and another thing that moms and brides can look at together is heirloom items. You know, you don't have to pay for your cake cutter. You use your parents. Nobody can read it. Um, you know, there's toasting flutes, even a gown or a tiara or a headpiece that you borrow from your mom or your your, your mom-in-law or your sister where it brings in the family story. Um, like, let's, let's say that I have access to my, you know, my sister-in-law's train that she didn't use on the end of her dress, and it works with mine perfectly. I have saved $200. Um, and basically, it's something you can look at in terms of heirloom jewelry right now. The jewelry business, whoa, if you walk in there with stones from your grandmother's brooch, and they really knew how to cut stones back then, okay? They did, so beautiful. They did gorgeous work. Beautiful. So you have heirloom items, dress, veil, jewelry, all kinds of different things that brings in your family history, your family love story, saving you thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, listen, same thing. I mean, I think my parents still have their cake topper. We didn't have a cake topper. We had actually a very expensive Sylvia Weinstock cake. Um, but like I said, we had a fairy tale wedding. But talking about cakes, though, okay, you can have, okay, a designer cake. On the same note, you can also have a fantastic personalized cake that can be a simple sheet. The bottom level could be the sheet cake. 
that you mm-hmm. cut and the rest of it could be styrofoam. Nobody even knows. Right. Okay. And it could be a simple fondant cake. And there are so many beautiful options out there, you know, that you talk to your baker about. Um, and again, whether you just decorate it with something that you love, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be the your colors or objects that you love, that is like, you don't have to spend a fortune if you want to. Right. I don't, I think, again, you have to prioritize. You have to say, okay, because there are some people, it is the focal point of the room, the mm-hmm. cake, and it's there all night. And there are some people that ooh and ah, and they think it is the most important. Okay. It is all, it is all up to you. Right. Where you want to spend your money. But remind, remind yourself that in every, every step of the way, you don't have to. You can spend mm-hmm. less. One of the, one of the best first steps you can take, and if you're into your planning and you haven't taken it yet, you can do it now. Build a priority list. What are your top five priorities? The cake, the gown, the flowers, the food. This is what most people think: photography, videography. Um, find out where you want to put more of your money and where you want to put less of your money. If you can sit down and say, "All right, invitations will make ourselves. We don't have to spend a, a real fortune on that. Favors, and eh, you know, we'll make our own of this. We'll make our own that." You, when you have a list of the five, six, seven things that you're not planning on spending a lot of money on, or even the things you're going to get for free because you know somebody, you know, at a jewelry store who can lend you this, or you know somebody who who runs a graphic design store. Oh, now that brings up another point. Um, finishing my thought, the sense of the priority list really gets you to organize where you're going to put your money. The thought I, I just jumped to here is, your guests are facing a rough economy as well. Okay, going to a wedding and giving a gift is an expensive proposition. How awesome would it be if you have, say, an aunt on a fixed income who's a great crafter? You know, she, she really is wonderful. And ask her, can you f- do a, a satin hem on this plain veil that I bought for $15 in the craft store? Can you do a pretty satin hem and put some crystals on it? Yeah, that's your wedding gift to me. You have spent $20 on a veil that might cost you $700 in a store and your aunt just saved $300 by not having to give you a really super expensive gift. Everybody's happy. Tap it's, into tap yeah. into your circle because there you have there's a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. And there's and you know what? Again, it comes back to ask for it. Mm-hmm. The worst they're going to say is no, then in the same place you were before. But that's right. okay. Ask for it because if you know someone, again, it is if you can gift it. If I'm great at hair and makeup, mm-hmm. ask. Ask, can that be my gift to you? And that's on your where, wedding day. That's where moms can be really of great service because who do they know in their circle that they feel comfortable asking for it? You know, where it may be that, you know, they have a friend who has an amazing classic car. You know, they, they belong to a classic car club. And all she has to do is ask for it or barter. Bartering is huge right now. I will make you a lasagna. If you let my daughter ride to between her ceremony and her reception in your Aston Martin Ta-da, done. And maybe you have a great writer like you, Sharon. That Well, I, you know, I don't know if necessarily your forte is writing vows, but oh, yeah. that, okay, so there you go. If, if you know, a couple, I mean, listen, I bought a Hallmark card. Now, don't laugh. I really did. I bought a Hallmark card. And Robert and I, it was the most beautiful, sentimental. That is a great story. Well, you know what? I buy cards all, when you see, you think about it, these writers mm-hmm. are so I don't know. They say what you want them to say, right? We've all been buying cards for a long time. Yeah. You go into a card store and, and, and you look at all this. I've bought that. I did that for my daughter's bat mitzvah too. 
there were, there was so many inc- to my daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. So I see all these beautiful expressions of love. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I've gone to the Hallmark store, and I guess it's a little plagiarism, but we recited to each other. But maybe you have someone in your circle that you just love the way they with with right. the way they write, and they can help you share those yeah. vows. And you know what? That's what people remember too at a wedding. Exactly. And when you're looking at your circle, and you say, "Here's what I offer." You know, if you know anybody who has any talents in making favors or fashion or food or whatever, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I'll be happy to make a logo for your new business card or I'll be happy to design your next web pages for you. What do you have to give? So when you have mom and dad and everybody else in your circle saying what they have to give in the barter section, then that really helps you beat this economy. So we in the wedding industry are looking at this economy and saying, all right, it's a challenge, but you know what? We're up for it and it's not going to beat us down and we're going to have more beautiful weddings and work together to come up with really good solutions and it's all going to be gorgeous. Where do, where would be the best place, um, you know, I, well, obviously your books for more t- for more money tips. I mean, you know, t- because th- tell our listeners what would be the best place to go, you know, within your resources for to get the best more money tips more on a regular money basis. Tips. On Bridal Guide right now, I have my recession tip a day. Okay. You go to the homepage, you'll click right on it, and it has a, a fresh tip every single day. Um, that okay, will we'll help you. Okay. That will help you. Yeah, okay. will help you get uh, different ways to save money. Okay. So, but my my and book is a thousand one ways to save money and still have a dazzling wedding. We're giving five away here. So, um, if listeners, if you'd like to win a copy of the book, just send in a message. Holly, you want to tell them how yeah, to do that? Yeah, and 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 again, you know what? Write us a little email. Tell us your best way that you've been saving money. Because we'd like to share it with all of our listeners, how, you know, the resources you found, you know, where you've saved money, how you save money, how you've been dealing with your parents on saving money. Please write us in. We'd love to hear from you and share that with all of our listeners. And write in the um, subject line when you email us feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at the WPN.com. Write in the subject line, Dazzling Wedding. Okay, and this way you can be one of five lucky winners of Sharon's uh, third edition, but newly released book called Thousand One Ways to Save Money and Still Have a Dazzling Wedding. And I think everybody, you know, that's getting married would want to have a copy of that. Uh, If anyone has any questions, comments, suggestions, please either email us feedback at the WPN.com. Well, call us on our listener hotline, 800-882-1259. We hope you came away with a lot of tips and advice on money today. I'm Holly Ehrlich. And I'm Sharon Naylor. And thanks for listening to Here Come the Moms only on Wedding Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.